The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods as well as conventional medical practices to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome back to For the Love of Reiki. I am Paula Vale, your host. And thank you for joining us today. Today, our episode is The Four Ideals for Human Engagement. And my special guest today is Mitch Pogue. Mitch is a seasoned manager with more than 20 years of hands-on, real-world experience guiding and influencing workers in the workplace in the United States. His work teams have become some of the most productive and effective in the history of their organizations with high engagement and mutual satisfaction. In his personal practice as a leader, Mitch has become aware of key principles and practices that harmonize with the universal aspects of human nature, creating the ideal environment in which positive human engagement occurs naturally and relationships and performance flourish without force, coercion, or control. His life mission is to reveal the foundational leadership shift that will transform today's workplace in America and around the world. Mitch, I am so grateful to have you here with us today. Paula, I'm I'm very excited to be with you and on the show. Oh, thank you so much. This is going to be such an inspirational show. I'm I've been very excited for this. And Mitch, you told me when we discussed the show earlier that you would like to begin our show today by discussing what you describe as the greatest power we possess as human beings. Share that with us. Um, when you think about the power and the power that humans possess, it's more than simply the inherent physical power within a person. I like to relate it to, to Superman. And it, this is really a story of what I call the W behind the S. And what I mean by, by that is, of course, on Superman's uniform, his suit, there's this, there's this big red S, and everyone is very familiar with that, and we relate to that as the S stands for Superman. And in various episodes in, of, of movies and different comics and shows, there's been discussion of what does the S really mean? And Superman has, there's been different answers about, well, the S is a, a symbol on my home planet of Krypton, and it stands for Jor-El, son of Jor-El, and 
Um, those who follow Superman, there's certainly a lot more to it. We all just like to say, well, that's the big S for Superman. I remember as a boy wanting to be Superman. He was our, our hero, not only in comic books, but in the, the early television shows and, of course, these wonderful movies. Yes. But I like to say to people, I said, uh, I always ask the question, what is Superman's real power? Because sooner or later, the, the authors of the comic book, those that, that produce the movies, there's always an arch-villain or multiple arch-villains who are able to weaken Superman. And they always seem to want to capture him, destroy him, and then destroy the world. And the only thing that stands between certain destruction for the human race is Superman and these arch-villains. What's interesting is uh, as Superman becomes either weakened or challenged, there seems to be other characters that will show up for the, from his same planet. Some others escaped that were evil villains, and now they come and there's three or four supermen or superwomen that have virtually the same type of power he has on this planet. So now they're actually more powerful. But you'll notice that no matter what happens and how much angst or fear or stress we go through watching the movie and how many times Superman is tripped up or thrown through another 20 buildings and with a tanker truck thrown on top and the bomb that goes off and we all wait and the dust begins to settle and the arch villains are give their sinister laugh and look around and and uh, we poor and weak humans are our hope is on the line as we strain to look of the last place we saw him and thinking how could anyone survive that yes when we're in that place there's always some movement and everyone's leaning forward now think about that in, in yourself and all of us when there are challenging circumstances and for some reason, our hope, our reason for doing things is challenged. Our power, our personal power to continue is challenged. It, it, it can be directly attacked. It can be suppressed. Because we all feel that as human beings, we are particularly interested in the character of Superman because here's someone that has such power that nobody can stop him and we relate and we want that. But knowing we as humans have weakness and we're challenged, thank goodness the authors, the producers, always work in something where Superman faces the same type of thing. And so this is where the W comes in. What is the W behind the S that truly gives Superman his ultimate power and likewise within human beings? What is that W? Well, my father... His name is Will, and we have a saying in the family, where there's a will, there's a way, which we, we really enjoy and have for years. And he has a certain sense within him and a power that if something seems impossible or difficult, he will not stop. He will not back up. He will look. He will ponder, but he never gives up. So the greatest power, let's relate this. The W is will, willpower. That certain thing down deep in my heart, my, my gut, people will say it's down there in my toes. I'm going to draw strength from my toes when you hear people discuss this uh, 
Paula, this is what I refer to as the greatest power within human beings. Of course, many people will say that love is the greatest power in the universe, which I have to absolutely agree. The influence of love, but I, I want us all to remember that love is a verb. Yes. Love is a verb. It is more than a feeling, and the feeling is marvelous. When, when you feel love, when you feel loving acceptance from another, when you feel a love for another person, it just swells in your heart. And that's that happiness, that fulfillment that is so very, very beautiful and filling to the soul. But it is not the essence of power within a person. Love is connecting us all. It gives us the, almost a, a highway to connect with each other or a, an internet, a, a spiritual internet of love that flows along these lines, very, very like electricity will flow along uh, a cable uh, when, it's, when it's properly channeled. And love channeled well, which I know you're very, very well aware of, which is what you do so very well, Paula. Thank you. Is to channel that love which has its own energy that is healing and lifting and building. With that going on, I, I want to focus down deep and say, if a person doesn't have will, the will to move forward, the will to withstand challenge. I always refer to E.T., not only Superman with his, but E.T. was at that place where his energy was running out. He was disconnected from his energy. Yes. And as he continually weakens, we all begin to feel for him and Elliot who's connected to him. And everybody's feeling this draining out of life and love. And he makes that last great push in the middle of the night to contact home. E.T., go home. E.T., go home. He, he needs to get connected or he's losing the source of his power coming into his life. But you look at it, the thing that inspires me so much about that and Superman is, no matter what the obstacle, the test is, will you get up again? Will you try again under the most difficult circumstances? What is that thing? What is it that fired the early patriots in the Americas that came over from Europe and the challenges? They, what moved them forward when they had such difficult circumstances? It was the will. It was the will of George Washington to, to, to cross the Delaware and to push forward after so many losses. It was not a very successful campaign. So when you think about all these, these things in history and different people, uh, Mahatma Gandhi here you have someone that has no power from the world. He's not a statesman. He's not a politician. He's not a leader formally of anyone. He has simply made his own clothes, eating the own food, and should really be nobody, relatively no one. But when you get to the end of it, his will was mightier than the entire empire of Great Britain, which was the greatest in its day. And he emancipated or set free the will of almost three-quarters of a billion people. Amazing. When you consider what's happened in the world, it's the will that moved it forward. So I, I submit and I, I to, to our audience today, think about that in your life and think about it. Isn't it when we're seeing someone, maybe they're going through cancer? And that life ebbs so close to the edge as we try to destroy that thing that is taking over the body. And 
you lose all of your energy. They literally drain you to the edge of life, and then something has to pull you back. Yes. It's that deep down will that we're holding on to way down deep within ourselves. That's extremely important. The most important thing to remember about it, now that those that are listening, you can feel that, uh, and my sense is that we all can relate to this rather well now. How do you tap into that? How do we individually tap into it? And in my particular world, my particular profession of interacting with people, they call us managers. I don't like the term so much when it relates to people because you influence people. You don't manage people. We manage things. People are not managed. People are influenced. Because really the essence is every human being on the planet is a sovereign individual. They walk on sacred ground. Every single human being on this planet is important, is special, and they walk on sacred ground. And the power we each possess to choose for ourselves, what we will do with what we are and what we're becoming is the essence of life. Now, you'll notice there's a couple of instances basically two influences in the world. One that says, yes, live to that. Choose for yourself. And there's others that have, they're putting forth a a belief or a power that says, no, I'm going to control you. I'm going to tell you what you can and can't do, what you can and can't be. So there's this controlling power that wishes to dominate the will of everyone and everything. And then you'll notice where there is love and there's freedom, there is free will. We need to remember, as we we talk through the show today, Paula, and we will talk about the four ideals for human engagement, you're going to understand it as we build this foundation together. It is all about the will. And the most important thing for all of us to remember, especially leaders. Now, we're leaders of ourselves, so everyone is a leader. You're leading yourself. But you may have family members, significant other. You may have a social group, a church group. It doesn't matter. Uh, Humans, we love to be together. We group together and we influence. And some take on a role of leadership. We can go all the way to the leadership of the President of the United States or um, any other major leader throughout the world. When we consider that leadership, the key to effective leadership is, is remembering first that the will is free. It cannot be manipulated. It cannot be controlled and it cannot be forced. You can try, but let us all remember that in the history of the world, those who control the will and dominate others in time, it always fails. And then a new life springs, and it's usually from someone who is free will oriented and free will expressing, yes. and they hit that chord once again in humanity yes. and say, wait, we're free. Yes. I'm free. It's like the bug's life. Yes. I, you know, listening to this, what is coming to my mind, I'm, I'm big on the love theme, and I, I love what you said. It's a verb. Yes, I'm living love. I'm sharing love, I'm feeling love, but you're right. So what I'm sensing with what you're saying is the free will, the willpower, that is 
my motor. That's my core, my motor to take a step to be a loving person. The willpower is the basic, the basis of that. Is that correct? Am I understanding that correctly? I think you've touched on it very well, Paula. Yes, it is. It's the power. So let's say you have that influence or that feeling to reach out and say, I love you. Uh-huh. You'll notice that there's something inside that says, oh, wait, I cannot. It, there's a resistance or an avoidance or a hesitation. What moves you forward is the will. When you're caught in the hesitation and then later, if you hesitated, you stop and you say, oh, I wish I would have done that. <laughs> I wish I would have said something because well, the moment's gone. I've lost it. I'm here to talk today about how to tap the will at those places when you can move forward to do the right thing and your love becomes a verb and the world changes and your life becomes enlivened. And when I teach this and empower my teams to understand free will and how it's tapped and how it works, they come up and they come out and look out. You, <laughs> the energy, it. the power, the performance, the camaraderie, everything that's wonderfully human flourishes. Oh. It, it just flourishes. But we also open a can of worms when we do that, which will also be part of the oh, show today. Oh, this is so exciting. This is so exciting. Everyone, we need to go to commercial, but we will be right back. Don't go away. And Mitch will share with us how to tap in to our own willpower. This is so fun. Thank you, Mitch. You're welcome, Paula. Thank you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. A healthy dialogue for your lifestyle. Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And if you missed the first segment, we are discussing 
uh, willpower, and we're going to be talking about the four ideals of human engagement. And I am here with, with Mitch, and Mitch, just jump right back in there. I'm going to ask you as we th- get back into this exciting willpower discussion, how do we, as individuals, tap into this tremendous power to accomplish good in our lives and in the lives of others? That's a great question, and, and it's what is so essential about the message. How do you tap into it? There's a couple of approaches, and what we have learned over a long period of time or what we have experienced is kind of the parenting role, which is the kick in the carrot. I command, I control, you're a small little being, you don't have control of your life yet, so I'm going to control and command, and you're going to do what I tell you to do, one, to stay safe and and become a viable being, so we're protecting. And that works well within that construct of child to parent, and a being that is moving from a, a beginning of organization and development to higher capacity, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So we as Big people are helping little people become big people. But we've can, traditionally, in most families, and which is where the basic construct of society has been all around the world, the tribes, how people interrelate, there's big people and little people. And therefore, um, we bring this along. When we move outside that small circle, we get to larger circles of social groups. And what I work with are work groups. So those that are employed Anywhere in the world, you're employed sometimes with two people, five people, 10 people, or some organizations of 30,000 people or 200,000 people. How do you relate? How do you lead? Well, instead of big people raising little people, we have big people interacting with big people. So I can tell you, and I think all of us as human beings, when we're big people, we don't like other big people treating us like we're little people. And commanding and controlling us. And if anyone, yes. if you can relate to this, I'm sure you can. Someone gets bossy at work. You're being bossy, people will say. <laughs> you just get this, oh, you're not my mother. <laughs> hey, look, I left the house a long time ago. You're not my dad. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not the chief. You're not the whatever it is that we're used to being in charge in those formal roles that we grow up with. We don't want them telling us what to do anymore. That's free will. And it's sacred. So how do you tap into free will? You don't tell it what to do. You command and control when little ones don't have capacity. When you get past that stage, now you tap it. You don't control it. So to tap it yourself or to tap it for another, we're going to work with the four ideals. That paradigm of command and control, now listen to this, and I want you to listen to this. This is the important transforming paradigm shift for leadership in the workplace, and I believe in applying in every group setting in which people are working together that we can become more productive. It is time to move from command and control to inform and engage. Okay, think about that again for a minute. Command and control or inform and engage. Command and control is when there's very little choice needed. Military will use that quite a bit because there must be exacting obedience to command to perform in a split second. So there's not a lot of leeway for free will. You give your free will up in the beginning 
to command and control for the operation. Right. Okay. In everything else, we really don't need that. There's very few other places that's needed. We need people who are engaged. That's become a, a major terminology and, and thought process in today's world of business and workers. Are they engaged? There's measurability and indexes of engagement. The Gallup organization in the United States that measures and polls and looks for trends in society, they have an engagement index. And they have rec- they've been tracking this for some years now, and they say 35% or less of workers are engaged in their work. 35% only, or less? Only 35, excuse me, let me say it again. Only 35% are engaged. More than two-thirds are not what they would measure as engaged. In other words, I am involved in my work. I am right. willfully, free willfully. will, thinking about my work, bringing my talents, my abilities to improve my work, to accomplish my work, to give great customer service, to make a better product, to make a better computer, to keep the standard in the car, the quality that uh, the BMW, the Mercedes, that very high quality, the Lexus, those wonderful cars around, those companies work at a very high level of engagement and they're expecting that. When each worker becomes involved in the process, they must be equally engaged. If in a tire or a car factory, a person who's putting on, who's putting the chassis in and other parts is not quite as engaged as the motor person, you will have a weak place somewhere within the vehicle. And then we usually, those we refer to as lemons. <laughs> There's a problem in the vehicle. Well, maybe somebody wasn't as engaged when they hooked up that last wire. They were not there. They were not there. In order for us to remain there, we must tap our willpower, which is, to me, a nuclear generator. It never it never ceases. But those who seek control of other people try to kill the will. They force the will. They subdue the will. And when people conquer other groups of people, sadly, they remove the most willful ones because they have power to move a group. And they charge the will or tap the will of others around them. So free will is that great power. Those who understand it will try to control it or subordinate it to their desire. Those, and I think we're moving to the new paradigm and the world that is today is opening up so rapidly. I am grateful to see walls falling down and restrictions falling down and, and all the things that are, that are holding people down. The will is opening. The will to do and to be something that is unique and wonderful and beautiful, that is distinctly you, yes. is becoming more acceptable in all of its forms. Therefore, the will is inspiring. It's reaching. It's pulling up and it's starting to infuse its power to move me forward to accomplish. And okay, Individuals can make a difference. Yes. 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 I love it. it uh, one Mahatma Gandhi changes a nation. One, um, uh, any person who holds on. They will make that difference, and we we admire that. Books and movies of the person who, through thick and thin, held in there, and in the end, they were still standing. That's willpower. And you'll notice how you feel. You, you, you'll cry. You, your soul expands. Your being just goes, oh, I want to be like them. So let's talk about how we get into that. Okay. I want to move away from command and control because unless it's used specifically kind of in a raising model or in – a military model in which there has to be exactness, which is really kind of rare. The more common sense for all of us, let's start speaking in the term of in, inform and engage. So inform is to communicate, to provide information. 
paradigm informs attitude. Emotion fuels attitude. Oh, love Willpower moves the whole thing forward. It's very powerful. So how do we tap into this and start practicing inform and engage? So every time you hear or see someone practicing command and control, which is you sure are bossy. <laughs> Who made you the boss? Stop doing that. You'll notice everywhere if someone does that in a work setting, the work slows down and people become bothered, upset, distracted, and the company will suffer because the individual workers and people are feeling frustrated, angry. They don't like that. So it probably freezes them a little it, bit. It does. It actually, when free will is alive and someone comes along and tries to command it, it, it rears right up and says, uh-uh. Don't you, don't you do that to me? And people see us, we'll, we'll set back or we'll simply disappear. We'll, we'll close off and we, we close down and we're not listening anymore. So when command and control shows up and starts to snap their fingers, you're doing this and you go here and because the deep voice comes on, free will is, is, is unhappy with that, is, is, is not, willing to, not willing to participate. Free will must be coaxed, must be persuaded, invited by information. When you can give the right information to an intelligent being and they understand their part in context and content, the application and the relevance of what they do, the will engages and then you're moving. But when you say, oh, just do what I say, be quiet and do what I say, don't ask questions, just do what I say, that is difficult for grown adult human beings because our free will is fully engaged by that time in our life and we are sentient, free will, purposeful people. And we're like, well, wait a minute, who made you the boss? <laughs> and we'll get caught in that. So think about it in the workplace. You're teaching someone to do something and you're commanding them, do this, this, this. What you've done already is stop their will and their inside is closing off, and they're no longer thinking about what you're teaching them. Therefore, you'll come back later, and they not, they're not doing the task well, and it's as if you didn't teach them, and the manager, leader, then gets impatient, becomes angry, and starts to say, hey, and they think by being louder or threatening, the person's going to get better. Right. The person needs information and let them engage their will. Don't force. You see, command and control is an artificial force, power. The will is the real, genuine power. And when it's released, when it unites with a group of people, nothing on earth can stop it. It is truly the greatest power in human beings. So let's discuss the four ideals for human engagement. Because remember the new paradigm? Inform and engage. So if you're a Star Trek fan, it's engage, number one. Engage. And the ship engages and off it goes. He's saying Put the power to it. So engage the will. Let's talk about that. And these four ideals, um, it's an awareness that has grown in me. I can't say that I'm the creator of them, but I have learned through many, many years and hundreds of people in work interactions, when you design to influence behavior, when you're seeking to unite a group of people to accomplish a task as a company, small groups to larger groups to a large accomplishment of the overall mission of your group. It's the power within each individual. And the more you can engage each person fully, I am present minded. 
my heart is there. I care. Yes. Yes. I sacrifice. I stay. Yes. I willingly keep going in pain. When, when You'll notice when people, their will is free and they're happy. They'll stay at it all day. Yes. No, they don't want to break. They don't want to eat. Well, of course, I'm not suggesting that at work because that we need to have our breaks and our food. But when you love what you're doing and you're yeah. engaged in it, time is yeah. gone. Your energy is up. And now you can tell by my voice. I'm, and and I, they I, take I, pride in what the company's able to accomplish yes. because they're engaged. Yes. I love it. And they say, look what I did. Look at that. I love and, it. And when you engage children like this, I'm, when you think of it from the early stages, when yes. a little child accomplishes, what do they do? Look. Yes. Look what I did. And we go, yeah. And the energy and people begin to do that. Yeah. Now think about it the other way, command and control. How come you're not done with that yet? Are you just going to take all day? What's the matter with you people? Let's get to work. Come on. What does that do? A whole different energy. And our listeners just went, ooh. Ugh. I, I've experienced that, or I'm currently experiencing that, or I know I'm in a, an area where that happens and everything just stops. It just, uh, and you get it done because you have to, because it's your job, and if you don't, you're fired. I don't like that. So let's talk about inform and engage in the four ideals, because here's the key. The four ideals create the ideal environment for human engagement to occur naturally. So those who are listening, again, the four ideals create the ideal environment in which human engagement occurs naturally. Free will is natural. It is universal. It is found in every being that is, has will and the capacity to choose, which is all human beings. Wow. You want to engage the power. So we're talking about engagement. Therefore, four ideals for human engagement, not of human engagement, for we're going to bring about engagement of the will in a person's life that gets them fully involved and fully present and fully immersed, bringing their talents, their skills and their abilities to the accomplishment of something new. It is it is marvelous. It is simple. It is beautiful. There's no force, no command, no anger, no push, no shove. It's Invite. It's invitational. It's persuasive. And when you get a hold of it and that energy starts to come up and the will just powers into that being, the group is ready to go. So you better be ready. You better know where you're going because when they get up, they're going. And and that's that's another whole discussion maybe for a future time. So let's begin with it. What is the foundation? There are four ideals. I'm going to give you the first one. The foundational ideal or the foundation of all of them is courtesy and respect. Courtesy and respect for the sacred ground that every human being walks on and their free will is priceless. The most valuable thing on earth. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, think about that. How do you treat your valuables, Paula? With respect and care. With respect and care. Mm -hmm. Your your wonderful German shepherd. How valuable. Uh, Yes. And therefore... In what way do you treat this wonderful animal? With love and respect and caring and cherish. And courtesy, you're kind, you're persuasive, you're patient, you just love that, especially in a rescue case, because he has has experienced perhaps command and control Mm -hmm. in a very difficult way from 
in another oh, circumstance, yes. right? There, you're right. There's a great example. Isn't An it? used animal. Yes. There's some connect, command and control there. See that? Their will is sometimes yes. broken, yes. forced, and they you'll see an animal that's been treated that way and they're ducking, they're hiding with children and even yes. adults. When someone becomes aggressive, they'll, they'll cower. They'll, they'll recoil within themselves and they almost look away. You're sensing that. Let's go the other way and say, everything you do with everyone you meet is courtesy and respect. I value you above everything. We're not even talking about work yet, the job or what I want you to do. When you see me and I see you, I'm just like, thank you for coming. I literally thank new employees that come to work with us. That thank you for coming and bringing yourself. Oh, and I they, love that. Paula, they sit there and they I, fall off the chair. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Oh, my goodness. Well, oh, my gosh, Mitch. We, we need to take another break for commercial. This is so fun. I am loving this. Oh, my gosh. This is something every human, every work, workplace manager should hear this show this is beautiful so anyway everyone we will be back in just a moment don't go anywhere and don't forget if you don't hear the whole show today you can later go into the show library and pull it up at any time so thank you mitch we'll be right back everyone Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Real Life Solutions, Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And we will just jump right back in. We are talking about the four ideals for human engagement. And this is just fantastic. So 
Mitch, please jump right back in and continue. I'm on the edge of my seat. This is so fun. Very good. And uh, for everyone to remember again, the first ideal is courtesy and respect. It's the foundation of everything. Please remember that. When you move through the first two ideals, you will see rapid improvement. You will experience very quick response when you do it genuinely. Courtesy and respect cannot be manipulative. It cannot be fake that you'll smile, be nice to someone until suddenly you don't like it and then you become impatient, mean, or rude. It must be genuine and it must be continuous. And we as human beings will look each other in the eye and feel if someone is truly genuine with us. When you do this, you're, 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 you're traveling the high road to move deep within someone where you're going to tap their free will. This love, this respect they feel from you, it opens the channels. It opens the soul. It opens the mind. It makes someone open now. You meet each other there. At the same time, what I call the relationship continuum, and we'll put these side by side. We'll move quickly through them, but again, uh, there will be time. I'm sure something in the future will be talking more about this, Paula, and yes. we can get to those pieces. We're now working in free will, which is at the foundation, and courtesy and respect. Now that we're on this place, The second ideal I call servant leadership. Many managers and those that become leaders within companies and organizations begin to think that the group serves them. The group has a purpose, and it's typically to serve others. A product, a service. If you're making a car, it's to serve a customer. Every organization typically is creating or building or making something, collaborating together, all their skills to help someone do something. And to the degree they're good at that, the customer gives them the resources and takes their product. And then you become profitable and you become viable because the group is is accomplishing this. When leaders begin to think that they're more important than the other people or the customer and then everyone is there to serve the leader, the organization loses its purpose and its focus. And this mighty will that has begun to be tapped through courtesy and respect will stop. Because my will is is free, and I don't give it over just for you. And who do you think you are anyway? I'm not here to bow down to a leader. The leader's job is to inform and help us understand. And that when we're all going along, okay, turn left. Okay, we're going to turn right. Everybody ready? So we can work together as a group. Not so you can command and control us or that we can give all our power to you as a person. So we have to be careful. It's upside down. It's backward. Remember, as a leader, you're a servant first. Leaders govern themselves so well that they need no one to serve them. Therefore, they're powerful and in a place of powerful will to serve others. I love that. A place of powerful will to serve others. Yes, because people who need people to serve them, they're feeding off of them. A person who is in a place that has power and will governed and ready to use it to serve others is in a powerful place. Therefore, their power and their will is put into the group and then the group expands because it touches their will and they tap together. And when it rises, now you're able to go somewhere. So think about that. Let's, let's, Let's transform the paradigm. When I'm a leader, I'm a servant. I am not served. Oh, love that. That's essential to a leader. You must do that. As a leader, I always subordinate myself to the dirtiest job in the building. Because most people say, the leader never touches 
he never gets his hands dirty. She never takes out the trash. They don't get in there and, and get greasy where we have to. They're always over there. How come they're different? How come they're special? That, that, I have to share a story on that line. <laughs> I was a longtime restaurant girl and then bought the restaurant when no one retired. And one time I was bussing a table and chatting with some customers. And they found out I was the owner. And they said, why are you bussing a table? You're the owner of the restaurant? And I said, I am so happy to bus tables. It's my way of serving our customers. But beautiful. Yes, I've never forgotten that. It's beautiful. And the workers aren't underneath. You're not. Yes. No one's beneath anybody, remember? It's right. all sacred ground. You're a team. We're all, we're all equal. We all have free will. We're all, everything's sacred. Yes. So treat each other with courtesy and respect. So you bet I get dirty. Yeah. When I come into a job, it's the first thing I do is the dirty job because it's the easiest one usually. It's the simplest, shall I say, not easy. Dirty jobs aren't easy, but they're typically <laughs> simple. It takes will to stay in them. Yeah. So I demonstrate my will to subordinate myself to the task for the sake of the service of the customer. And everyone goes, oh, Wow, I can relate to this person. He's not above me. She's not my boss, my master. She's my partner. In fact, I now look for ways to serve my team. And let me give you an example of an employee today. This person is going to need surgery. And the person said, I only have time off to do it during Christmas. My last vacation time is during that time. And I'm trying to get the doctor's office and the hospital to all line up. All the other days are filled. I know that as the manager. I know that. I looked at this employee and I said, how about you work first to find out the best time and place and we'll move your vacation to wherever it fits the doctor and your need. And she looked at me and her lip quivered and she got teary eyed. She said, would you do that? And I said, well, absolutely. But it's full. I said, we will take care of it to get you where you need to be in your life. Do you understand that? As listeners, think about that. She she says, wow, that is so kind. How often do the leaders give like that yes. when the employees are giving all day? Yes. They're working and giving and giving and giving and giving to build and produce something that's good for the company. And the leader comes over and takes yes. and demands and forces and coerces to get them to give more. But a leader that comes over and honestly and sincerely with courtesy and respect gives, it it taps the will. It enlarges oh. the soul. The love flows. Yes. Now, you know what love does when it channels. Yeah. Everything heals. Everything yes. comes up and people become excited and exuberant and whole and they're more capable. So think about those are the first two. Yes. I know our time will be short, so I, I'm going to have to try to summarize the, the last two, the three and the four. This is how the harmony of the natural ability and the natural aspects of the human being are. We're wired in a particular way. Will is one of them. Love, the ability to love is extraordinary in humans, the ability to think. Putting everything together, the most natural thing for a human being to do is to improve. Think about that for a minute. From conception, what happens? There's an increase, an improvement, a doubling of cells, a formation and a doubling again, and then a formation and a doubling again. And it begins to move out, and then there's the form into the, the limbs and the organs, and all those pieces begin to come together. It's an improving process that doesn't stop, and it continues through it right into birth, into to infancy, into childhood and adolescence, and then into adulthood. And finally, all of that doubling and that moves up, and there you are. What are you? 
you're a capable being of almost anything to improve from then on. The, the brain cells, the capacity is enormous of what you can now do with this thing. So remember, it is human nature to improve. When people think it's human nature or the purpose of life to just go around and play or to be entertained or to sit around and have something come to you, it stops the improving process and people begin to stagnate. What's my next thrill? I need a higher thrill because the thing coming at me has to be bigger or it just isn't fun anymore. It isn't funny. It isn't happy. That's because that's not our nature. Those things are icing on the cake. The fun and the happy is the extension of your growth and your expansion, your development as a human being. The more you grow, the more you learn, the more you accomplish, the happier you feel. Then you have all those great experiences. Then you have some fun entertainment. But make entertainment the focus and take away growth and human beings become miserable and they'll infight. In the workplace, many companies say, just do it this way and don't ask questions. You've just stopped the nature of the human being to improve. It is critical for the, for the human being to improve. So I call the third ideal operational excellence. Operational excellence. Let people improve. Ask them, hey, can you see a better way to do this? We do that all the time. We do it all the time. Is there another way to move that? Is there another? And people are excited. And they, yes, I've been wanting to tell you. I had this thought. I had someone today literally say, as I was just going to sleep, I had this thought about how to improve things today. And I wanted to share it with you. That's engagement. They came back going, here, here, I want to do this now. <laughs> okay, so you get it? Courtesy and respect, servant leadership, operational excellence. There's your first three. Without number four, the first three will stop. And your relationship has grown from free will to goodwill to trust. Now we're going to go to the highest gift humans can give and the greatest power at the same time all united. And you can't stop a group when you get here. And I love to do this. This is my life. This is my essence. This is my being. And it works every time. Because human nature is the same no matter where you find it. We are all wired with these wonderful qualities that you can tap into. The last piece is a three-segmented piece, and it's called measurement, accountability, and reward. That's ideal number four. Measurement, accountability, and reward. My wife says, measure the measurement before you allow the measurement to measure you. That's a bit of a tongue twister, but what are you measuring and why? And then when I speak of accountability, it's not, hey, you better get back to work. It's how many of those did we just get done in the last hour? How is that performance doing against the standard? Could we improve it? I'm accounting, not you're in trouble. It's, hey, look where we're at. We're counting and we're improving by counting. So measure it, account for it, and you better give a reward. No one likes to string beads with no knot at the end. No one likes to paint without a finished product that they can see and yes. say, I finished it. Humans have a hope to accomplish. Yes. Therefore, when you get through all of this and you have all this power going, make sure you're ready to reward. What is the reward? Sadly, many businesses give very little to those who are producing the most. And those who are directly not producing the most take the reward. It's backward. Yes. The reward should be given, and there should be a measure reward that people know they're going to receive by doing what they're doing. When you say to your child, let's make the bed, and when, after you get through making your bed, we will go out and play. Well, I want to play right now. Let's make the bed first. There's our operational excellence. 
Let's put the right things in place and then we'll play. Well, I don't want to make the bed. When you make the bed, you get to play. You want the reward? Yes, I do. Okay, let's make the bed. Well, when they get through, then let's go play. Don't say, oh, then let's go take out the trash. And by the way, you didn't finish your homework. No, no, no. Measure it, account it, and reward it and put it together and then give that reward when it comes. Paula, when you put these four together, this is so simple. I can teach it in moments. I had a young man I taught this to on a shift. I'd been working there five years and was an important leader. In 20 minutes, I taught him these four ideals. He quoted them back to me. He'd been in a class for 16 hours and two days being trained how to be a leader. He couldn't remember one principle two months later. In 20 minutes, he quoted them back to me and later that night quoted them back to me in the next day. And a year later, he said, Mitch, not only are the four ideals effective at work, it saved my relationship and my family and my life is better than it has ever been. Paula, that's my heart. I want more people to experience what he has and the four ideals can do it. Oh, oh, these are absolutely amazing. And yes, I can see how not only in the workplace and everywhere, everywhere. part of our life. Oh, Mitch, yes. these are wonderful. Everyone, this has been so fantastic, such beautiful words. And I'm afraid we do have to say goodbye. I could listen another hour, Mitch. <laughs> I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. You are welcome, my privilege. And notice how you naturally related to every principle. You understood it, and you had an example in your own life you could touch. That's exactly what this is. It's natural, it's real, it's human, and we can all do it. Uh, so everyone can think of their example as they listen to this show. And thank you for being with us today, everyone in the U.S. and around the world. We appreciate you and love and hugs and blessings. And Mitch, thank you. I'm honored to have you here. Thank you, Paula. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning into For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.